Hello, queers and peers, and welcome to Your Space Closet Takes with your hosts, Franco and Gabe. We invite you each week to come inside and talk life, millennial problems, and more, but keeping it gay. Now join us in the closet where we always have space for you. Okay, let's get started. I need an assistant, guys. <laughs> we, we I need an assistant. You know, we need our own person in the the recording studio, you know? Like, we need our own A.B. Quintanilla. That's who we need. Not the producer. We need a producer. So if anyone produces out there and would like to join the Closet Things <laughs> team, that would be great. Um, uh, we had we had multiple failed attempts right now. We're <laughs> felt like being on the set of a movie. It was like, oh, no. no cut, take one. Cut. Take two. Take three. Yeah, Franco yeah. was having some technical issues. Yeah, setting I, listen, up I, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not an audio girl. Okay, um, clearly. That's why the old <laughs> mics that we had were easier for me. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna plug it in, and I have to be like the the techie gay here. I have to be like, oh, like. I mean, I well, could probably do it if I if I take the time to 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 look it up. Yeah, you know, because you looked it up and you could, you know, you can just follow along. I yeah. I could probably do that. Fucking I YouTube. Mean, I, YouTube DIY. You that's know? the one thing about podcasting. If I ever like anybody out there, whoever wants to start one, it's like that's gonna be the most. That's like the most frustrating part. I think is like getting the audio issues. Yeah, getting audio. the audio to sound good, and then also editing is editing for me is one of the harder ones. But I think it's because of the editing tool that I use, as mm-hmm. opposed to if I were to use a different one. But right now, this is the only one I know. I don't have time to <laughs> ex- expand and explore other editing stuff. So for right. now. This works. Like this in, gets, in this economy? Right. This this gets the <laughs> podcast out and this we're able to do it. So it, it's working. You're going to reinvent the wheel. The wheel's not, the wheel's broken. not broken. <laughs> exactly. What do I got to reinvent the wheel if it's not broken? Exactly. So, you know, let's, exactly. let's leave it at that. You know, it's, it's that time of the year where, you, you know, you go with your local bear and you just go into a cave and just go into hibernation yeah. until next until. July and uh, next June 1st. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Representation's gone. Yeah. Everybody change your profile pictures. We're back to normal. I mean, girl, at the rate that we're going, <laughs> pretty soon we're going to have to be I'll like, gay. You. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like. Be like, gay. I'm not gay. Huh. I'm a wife. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go back and be like, "Are you? We're like, are you a friend of are Dorothy's? Friend, you're a friend of Dorothy. <laughs> are you my good Judy? <laughs> oh, girl, cruising's gonna be popping. Ah, cruising scene. Catch me cruising. Catch me cruising, girl. Uh, cruising catch you for cru- catch cruising, you cruising for a no ship. Exactly. Huh? Catch you cruising oh, no it. ship. Mm, that was mine. no. It wasn't. It was mine. Funny. Was better. Cruising for a bruising. Mm, trying to get something no. bruised. No. Bruise me up bruise me up no no (laughs) you fucking vanilla bitch why am i vanilla because you don't like to get bruised bruised yeah damn girl what the fuck like (laughs) bruised mean you got it you got it oh my god the girls that get it get it the girls that don't don't so beat it up beat it the fuck up girl (laughs) listen i i want to start with this freaking tiktok that i just showed you oh my gosh like I'm gonna play a little bit of this. Okay. I wonder how. I wonder. This is the first time playing the TikTok on the mic, so if it sounds questionable, people, please don't come for us. We're gonna see how that sounds. If it sounds good, yeah. Know. Just put it. Sorry, maybe put it low and then just. And I'm not trying to be funny. I 
this, okay? We went to Mexico for a week. Since we came back from Mexico, my armpits smell like a Mexican. Every time I sweat, it is dirty Mexican coming out from my every orifice. I am not shitting y'all. I am dead serious. I have changed deodorants. I have tried everything. It smells like tacos under my arms, like I'm a walking enchilada. And I need to know if there's anything that I can do to help. Like a walking enchilada. Do you ever smell like a walking enchilada? Girl, what the fuck? It's just... I don't know. I, I like in case you guys didn't realize it's a, it was a white lady talking. You can probably tell. You know, I can never tell when when people like that are being serious or like if it's satire. Like cuz I'm just like there's just no way. There's no way that there's people that are just this dumb. No there is. There is. <laughs> I, I don't question it. I don't question it. Well, you My, like to you you know, you uh I know how you so, feel about people. So, well, yeah, but I honestly feel like people sometimes they because I've seen I've seen p- people upload things on TikTok. And this is another big thing about TikTok is that people sometimes upload like satire videos. Yeah. You know, and, and I get it. You know, I I have. Ha ha ha. But to quote the audio from TikTok, this is funny. Ha ha. It's not funny. Ha ha. It's funny. funny weird. weird. Sometimes some of those satire things are a little bit weird and questionable. And this kind of fits with kind of what we're going to talk about today and the whole representation and stuff. Kind of like how, you know, Consuela from Family Guy, like, ha, it's a little bit funny. Yeah, like, do we know someone who maybe has an accent? Yeah, do we know someone who might be a maid because that's the job that they can get at the time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that a little bit funny? Maybe. But if you kind of start, you know pulling the layers apart does it speak a little bit more about and he there's the thing family guy family guy likes to push family guy family guy likes to push a lot of things whether it's you know stereotypes things like that you name it they got it but it's like that there's the the kernel of of truth in some things right right but depending on what they're you know what the joke is right but but i do also understand having that as a representation on TV for somebody, for some stupid people like this who don't understand what the satire is, and mm-hmm. they will f- go and take it to the next level of saying, like, that's actually how a Mexican is, or that's actually how a black person is. This is actually how an Asian person acts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, this is where the, the line between satire and, like, somebody t- p- picking it up as a reality is a kind of a problem. And... And as, I, I'm a person of dark humor and, and I can crack jokes and stuff. But slowly I've been kind of just seeing sometimes how some things can be problematic and not things I say, but like things that are on the media or or on movies. Like we've talked about movies that in from the 2000s that have been very problematic. And it's yeah. like, Big was time it? And r- problem. <laughs> right. Like Big time in the definitely problematic our humor needs to change with time and to be more sensitive to other people and how other people feel, you know? Um, and I don't care if you want to fucking call me a fucking snowflake that needs to be, you know, whatever to jail with you. Right. (laughs) Right. But like, but like, you don't have to tell everybody out there, but like, you you don't have to throw me in jail, but like, but like they're already going to throw me in jail soon enough. Right. Soon enough. I'm, I'm being jail girl. Like, (laughs) but like whether for being gay, for being an immigrant, whatever, they're going to pick one, pick one. They got, gonna, they, got, <laughs> they got me, gal. They got me, gal. Like, 
Whichever, pick it's one. A, you know, you know, if this podcast suddenly stops, it's because they finally got us. They finally got us exactly. So if you guys ever know, just if, if we stop, just suddenly, no, you know, you know make, what we're gonna be. You know what we're gonna be. <laughs> what we're gonna be like? Well, you wouldn't get this, but Potterheads out there will understand. There's that that Dean. They used to have like a a secret radio show where they would keep people updated when Voldemort came back the second time or whatever, and to keep people updated and they would give like a list of people that were captured or dead or whatever yeah that's kind of what they used to do Mm -hmm. but that's gonna be us we're gonna be in the on the low constantly reporting gay news and little gay stuff here and there and we're gonna be oh oh we're also gonna be the people that um we're gonna have like a oh let's get a call like a like a landline (laughs) actually no let's get a burner phone that'll be better we can put a burner phone and then we can like have people call to let us know where they're going to be cruising and be like, okay, guys, so this week there's <laughs> going to be at this park. So if oh you're in the God. area, go cruising. You've thought you've thought about this. Uh, maybe. Just a little. <laughs> uh, listen, the way we're going, we're going to have to go into hiding, girl. I'm going to I'm have to hit up the older gays and be like, hey, how did y'all so, do it back in like, the day? Yeah. <laughs> how did y'all do it back like, in the so day? So I need some advice. No, let's start. Let's, uh, let's get a c- two cans and some string. Yes, yes, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Walkie talkies. Walkie talkies. We'll go back to that. We'll go back to walkie talkies. <laughs> Imagine having to carry a lot of walkie talkies to talk to a certain person, because obviously, like, if you have one person, I love. I used to love using walkie talkies. Remember There's something when, cooler about it? Was it Nokia? They used to have the no. It was Boost Mobile, right? The the <laughs> chirp. The chirp. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, and yeah. You just talk like a walkie. I was like grinder. But you know, I wonder how many people got put on blast. Like, can you imagine doing that? And then, like, somebody just wants to do that to yell at you. Imagine your parent. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many kids, like, had to go through chirps and be like, bitch, if you don't get your ass home right now. I mean, I feel like kids didn't have Boost Mobile, though. Most kids had, if they had anything, they probably would have had Virgin Mobile. Because, like, a prepaid, you know? Mm. And parents could control. Yeah. Yeah. I think adults might. Although, maybe your Sancha. Uh, hits you up that's a problem or your wife <laughs> while you're with the sancha uh, and you claim that you didn't have a uh, a, a wife not that could be, could be anything girl could be anything <laughs> but yeah i mean talking about representation uh in two different aspects because well, just a few different aspects right we just because we to be like because both of us have two different aspects of representation for us we are hispanic and gay or mexican and gay I want to mm-hmm. say so, you know, from that perspective, we, we understand representing the importance of representation from that, you know, from being a person of color. Yeah. And then also being gay, LGBT. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, for better or worse, seeing, you know, just kind of going over some of uh, <laughs> some of the things that uh, for better or worse of representation forms uh, right. that we've seen the different forms that throughout the years and yeah through tv film just uh recalling some of the things that we've seen and yeah i mean i want to start where i want to start i want to just start talking about people of color in movies and tv shows because mm-hmm. obviously now with the time that we're at we see a little bit more representation than what we did when we were growing up definitely you know we see it. I think we definitely see a lot of those changes. I would say within the past like seven or so years, yeah. I think. 
yeah. I think since like about 2015 is when we've kind of been on the incline of having more representation. In I different would even stories. say recently. I wouldn't even say 2015. I'd say probably 20, 2019, 2018, some, something around there. Because mm-hmm. I feel like representation in ge- I mean, not, not to say that there wasn't representation, you know, in 2015 or stuff, but I think just representation in different shows that, that display different yeah ethnicities different backgrounds different everything i mean i think that's kind of when it really started as because you know i think from there is when we started getting more um like specific ideas or specific like um representations as far as like you know giving uh having more like queer characters or having more um uh, shows or movies where people of color were the leads right so i think that that's kind of been more evident over the the last few years that's why i said like 2015 because like from there and after you know you get shows or you like let's say you got movies like black panther right. um you got mo- uh, tv shows like fresh off the boat you know what i mean so it's just like just some of that's just a few examples but right from after that point i'm saying is like when we got more like central stories Right, right, and and that that's also another thing that that I I remember enjoying watching Fresh Off the Boat because it's like while you know being Mexican, you know you there's a lot somewhat similarities and and that's something that we've talked about with or I've talked w- about with um with Aaron yeah and I've talked with our old friend Pedro we talked about ab- about a lot of similarities between. Um, black families and mexican families and how you know mm-hmm. with a lot of people of color you would family is kind of like a central thing you know mm-hmm. the family unit's a big central thing and the importance of family is one of the central things of a lot of people of color and i feel like that kind of just ties in with you can relate it to mexican black uh asian any culture that you look at that's not white uh, sorry you know sorry not <laughs> no, sorry you're not I me mean, you're not it's, you're not wrong I was right like, i, I would have like, stopped you if you missed but you, you didn't know, so <laughs> families are really like it's the center of yeah what our culture is you know yeah i mean i think for the most part of as far as like minorities go um i think that we get we, we kind of understand each other's stories because a lot of it is um we face a lot of the same root problems you know mm-hmm. we face uh f- issues like you know poverty right um you know not being able to uh, reach high levels of education right um just like there's like some root uh things that you know kind of bring us together but obviously culturally being there's oppressed, still some being oppressed by the white person yeah and like culturally obviously there's still going to be some differences right um but for the most part there are like it's like when you um what is that called when you juxtaposition? Yeah, the look at me using my word in in juxt- high school that I learned. Juxtaposition is that what ju- is that <laughs> what it's called? Yeah, juxtaposition. No, actually, well, that's when you put the two compare side and by contrast. Side. That's when you put the two side by side, right? Compare and contrast like, is the the circles where they yeah. you'll find some things in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like when you juxtapose. It's like the side, right? I don't know, girl. I'm, that's I don't why know. I don't I'm use big English words. Teacher. This is why I don't use big words because <laughs> I, I don't know. As a Mexican yeah. with English as my second language listen there's times where sometimes and that's a that see that's the thing that like we were you were talking about fresh off the boat right now that's kind of like one of those things right there 
was it the grandma in that show i think that mm-hmm. like didn't speak english right yeah and even then i think the parents had accents yeah so obviously like that wasn't their first language either mm-hmm. so like seeing that you know we we coming from our families you know where some for some uh english wasn't their first language as well right. it's like oh hey like that's where something we kind of come we together kind of on come together on yeah yeah, so it's again seeing representation, whether it's from our own culture or different cultures, is always a good thing, because yeah. I, I feel like we can find common ground. And honestly, like I I've always had I've always had an issue when two minorities have it have beef with one another because I'm oh. like, dude, we're we're on the same fucking boat, sis. Yeah, like the oppressors hate us. Yeah. not one of us is better than the other like it we're really not you know yeah it's like at the end of the day it's like we're <laughs> like they hate us both like nobody's right you know we're still right gonna, they might hate one of us more than the other at a, at the time or at a certain point in their life but they still all hate all, us all the same you know like yeah and that's the thing too is like where you know when there's kind of stories like that it, it's kind of like the thing where it's like oh well kind of creates division or divide amongst people Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and who needs that who's got who's got time for that who, right who's got the time i ain't got the time <laughs> not me bitch <laughs> right yeah yeah so you know one person that i want to talk about is viola davis i love her because the, the words can't tell you how much i love viola davis she i mean she starred in her the show the how to get, how to get away with murder mm-hmm. which from episode one i was hooked yeah, I remember, I remember us. I think I told you even early in production, there were when as soon as they were like, "Oh, you know, Viola Davis set to star in, you know, this new show," and I'm like, "Bitch, we're." I, I told you. Do you remember I told you? Yeah. That first, I was like, "Bitch, we're watching it." We, it's Viola yeah, Davis. It's Viola Davis. We had watched The Help, right? Yeah, with, we watched with The her. Help. Yeah, uh-huh. which was also a good movie. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of another movie she she was in. I was like that. I I know I've seen her in other movies. Oh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. There it was. I was like, I, I was like, what's that superhero movie? It's because yeah, I, mean, I think there, because the Super Suicide Squad was a bad movie, <laughs> and there is only a few good points about it. Um, I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't the other one too, and the new one. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. So Viola Davis is like a phenomenal actress, like phenomenal. I, I I was just going through a roller coaster of emotions with her on on how to get away with murder. But, uh, you know, I love the... I mean, she also was in Medea Goes to Jail. There you go. That's I saw her. I was like, I know I've seen her in more movies. I was like, there is no way I was No, she's, she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. I can probably list a few, but... But, um, yeah, like, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. I just started talking about how much I love Viola Davis. No, I'm, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> I was no, going to praise her, too. Yeah. No, well, you praise her. I praise her enough. Have you? I don't think you have. <laughs> you can continue. I'm sure you can. No, I I mean I to to this day I still remember like her when she started like wearing her natural hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just how important that was uh, like to me it was important, you know, because I I think that kind of what uh, we've talked about this in in the podcast and I've mentioned this before growing up I wanted to make myself more like a white person because i thought that that was that's what was favorable yeah that's what i saw on tv and that's what was successful so it's the the i mean it's like the idea of like representation and because what you see is always like oh like a well put together 
like you know a white girl right for a, a, especially a lot of the time with like is gonna have like european features which is like blue eyes or like brunette or blonde hair and right. it's like straightened right you know so it's like it, it it's the the image and uh that kind of sets girls especially particularly like young girls you know and right. that's like where her stance was coming from and i remember i appreciated that so much from her because i was like you know speaking out that's but it's one thing to to you know speak on an issue but with the platform that she has and yeah first of all even did it on a on a you know national stage right um during the uh was it an emmy there's an emmy award show mm-hmm. where she was you know making that speech one of her you know her famous speech i think that was like her most well-known speech right or acceptance speech do you remember that yeah, yeah. How, how did you react to like her acceptance speech during that when you saw that i, I mean it's it was an emotional speech and it was a speech that was meant for women and w- women of color to be precise and you know for me i'm not a woman but I have, I'm surrounded by a lot of women. I'm surrounded by my grandmother. I'm surrounded by my cousins. I'm surrounded by my sisters. I'm surrounded by my mother. So to me, representation and, and equal opportunity for women is a big deal for me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and especially with what what's going on, you know, in recent times with, with the whole Roe v. Wade and all this, like it's very important that also as gay men and, you know, as as men in general, straight men, gay men, whatever, men to stand with women to support them and back them up in this time of need. Because at the end of the day, whether, you know, most guys, I've seen a few guys on Facebook that have expressed themselves negatively and I've dragged them. As um, you should. As I should. <laughs> you know, because one of the guys that talked about it it, it, there was like a post that said like our government was forcing us to get abortions or whatever. And he's like, well, nobody forced you to have kids. You don't say, you don't say. He's like, they're, they're, he what was are, like, <laughs> he's like, well, you could have made the choice of not having sex to not have kids. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. Tell that to the next man who can't control his actions. Right. That's right. a stupid, stupid right. argument. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's just like, you you have women in your life yeah you know and and one of the important things i think that my mom taught me even before she knew i think i mean obviously before she knew i was gay she wanted to teach me to respect women and appreciate women and i and you know i I appreciate that my mom did that even if i was a gay man i learned to have an appreciation and a love for women and and know the value of a woman from a very young age so to me it's never been an issue backing women up and supporting women and anything that that a woman does and even with my sisters like i've always supported every little decision that they make because it's very important again viola davis just mentioning how she she rocked her natural hair for her daughter so that mm-hmm. she can show her daughter and that's another big thing that that happens when you go into the the real world and into the work environment is that some I I remember seeing TikToks that a girl got judged by her natural hair. It, yeah. was, it was a it was a black girl that got judged because of her hair that it wasn't professional. Yeah, I remember I I've seen like a few things like that. Um, I think it was people like 
I don't know if it's like TikToks or just like it's different scenarios, not yeah. like one set one. Right. Um, like I heard stories about uh, like that, like job interviews, how that's kind of like looked down upon. Right. That it's lo- it's looked at as uh, not professional. Not professional. Right. Um, like messy. And- yeah. That. And then um, I think girls, there was girls who like had like, you know, like the box braids, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Listen, I, I, I can adore. I adore the artistry that is, you know, uh, like african-american hairstyles and black culture I, I adore it i love it i appreciate all that stuff that goes into it and so there was girls who were like getting kicked out of school like you know your schools that have like uniform policies yeah and so part of the uniform policy is like hair like yeah and i think a girl like she was getting kicked out of school or you know were saying that her hair was not appropriate because it was like distracting or something right 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 and, you know, of course, I was, like, in some school, like, in, like, North Carolina or some shit like that. I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> no. You know? So, like, I think that's where it's important where, you know, Viola Davis being up there on that stage was a big call for changes and understanding of, like, this is what we look like. Right. You know? Or, and then also just parts of her speech where she was saying, like, what separates women of color is opportunity. Right. Right. You know? And that's true. Yeah. That's definitely true. And you know what else? Just speaking like on her whole thing about like, you know, hair and things like that. I think that also resonates with like um, with the Latino or, or Latinx community, um, because I think like our features are also looked down upon. Like, you know, like curly. Have you ever heard of like, you know, how in, in our culture, like our curly hair is viewed as like like nappy or like dirty and things like that. Right. And even then, like you know i've had some people that i've known that like oh like i straighten it or i straighten my hair all the time mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. don't want to wear like their natural right. curls right right and that's the thing too like another part of her speech that to me stood out was you cannot win an emmy for roles that are simply not there yeah girl because if you there's no job like <laughs> right you know how can you get hired and again it, like, goes, it goes back to the typecasting kind of like you know i talked about consuela and and stuff and you know, obviously, like, it can be haha silly, but at the same time, like, it's all honestly, like, a real show of what represent- representation has looked like in the past. Yeah, I mean, because when you look at it from the perspective of people of color, uh, LGBT people, those kind of things, anything that is, hasn't, that wasn't, like, the standard white actor or actress. Right. For the longest time, a, a lot of the characters that, you know, that I just mentioned played are like caricatures. They're like caricatures of themselves. Or like, you know, I don't sometimes. even want to say caricatures. Um, well, it's like stereotypical. Right. That's a, that's like, a more appropriate word, I think. Yeah. I think stereotypical uh, roles. Well, it's like caricature in the sense that it's like it's not it's not it's not like the whole representation. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you, you're taking the worst parts or you're taking something one characteristic or something about somebody and like just like extreming it yeah i guess yeah i guess so i guess i guess i can i can see but but i want to i want to take on that on the worst part what you said okay because that's another that's another thing <laughs> like it's not even the worst part right okay because see it's something that i've also we it's funny because i just talked about it with with my sisters because the other day I, I called one of them like I, I told my sister like oh I was I was like playing with her and I was like oh throw it away Chacha 
like you know <laughs> and that's what they call uh-huh. like the maids in, in oh. spanish <laughs> okay and so my mom kind of gave us a lesson of like where that comes from and how chacha is basically muchacha mm. and how it, back in the day they used to call the maids or like their helpers yeah. around the house like mu- their, their muchacha oh. so okay, hence girl, you're chacha. schooling us today i didn't know that I, I didn't know that until recently so so and then one of my uh, one of my um cousins she was like oh well isn't that a bad thing like a chacha i'm like well no it's not because it's a job you know at the end of the day is it the most prestigious job no, no. but it's a job nonetheless it's some it's a job that's getting you money you know and it, it's an honorable job it's the same thing as if you know for me prostitution is not a big deal of course not it's a fucking job right the fact that this is that's even a uh an up for debate still to this day i mean is like so stupid to me exactly exactly so i, I mean to me any honorable job is a job yeah you know as long as you're not stealing or hurting anybody of course do your do your thing earn <laughs> earn your money this is why like i said only fans i support it i support only fans right any sex acts y'all commit we're not batting an eye be like listen okay. there's people that fuck for free you're <laughs> just mean, you're just charging right you're being smart if i would have charged for all the times i had sex bitch if i would have charged that 40 year old to blow his back out huh. i'd be rich i mean it's a it's an industry so. exactly yeah wouldn't but, make money if it wasn't true but yeah like again going back to what viola davis said about the roles is like if the roles are not there then you can't really cast anybody of color for that you know yeah and for so for so long roles for people of color have been the I mean, side characters i mean i could even say this i can this is I'm, I'm gonna use the little piece of knowledge that i know from you know the two brain cells i have left okay <laughs> okay um <laughs> I, I did. They're working I, hard, girl. Overtime. <laughs> they're working hard, girl. The, the the 420 did its magic, girl. Those poor little cells. <laughs> they're like, I'm drinking pot, coffee out from a pot. None of you want to touch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, about the whole thing uh, with this her speech and stuff, right? Like the opportunity thing mm-hmm. uh, speaks to people of color. So, what I just from one example that I know of, um. If anybody out there who is a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, I have watched the documentary of the, you know, the um, the franchise. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it and they go through the whole series, but they're talking about the first one. And um, I think the, the character's name is Rod. Rod uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street 1, yeah. the original. So that actor is actually, um, I think he's, he said he was Hispanic or Hispanic, Latino, something. I don't know what specifically he, he was, mm-hmm. but he was a person of color. Because he, you know, he he had a little tan on him, right? He was kind of tan skin, um, but he had like a stage name, so that his last name sounded more. It sounded more Italian, oh. and so that's why in the movie he has like an accent, and he goes like, you know, I don't know, I can't. I was about to do like the little macho thing, whatever, with the bicep, but he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's got like the macho Italian accent, but because you know his i think his agent told him like you you're you would not get cast because of your last name right and hello that's yeah. you know that's just one case and he didn't speak about it until or that i knew about it until the documentary which mm-hmm. you know came out 
way later, like in the mid 2000s. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and that goes to show, you know, for a long time, I, I think that, you know, Latinx actors and have had to either whiten themselves or make themselves look a get, certain way to yeah. get a role. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's like the worst part. It's like you kind of like you have to be passable. Right. You know? Right. Right. Otherwise, you kind of just put yourself in a line of fire. Yes. And, and and here's the thing. Roles were needed for, for example, we talked about this West Side Story. Yeah. The the original, not not the not the new not one. the new one. Although the new one, I don't even know if there was. I think there was um, Latinx representation. But anyways, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another time. But I want to talk about the West Side Story, the original one, mm-hmm. where a lot of the actors were white. They were spray tanned to look, yeah, uh, Puerto Rican, but they weren't. How do you feel about that? I, mean, I don't know. It's like, I mean, that's. <sighs> It's like blackface, you know, it's it's like it's like putting on a, a costume when you probably had actors that co- could have done the role. Yeah. You know, but because you didn't want to hire people of color. Honestly, no ethnicity has been safe from that kind of marketing or like those tactics that it, they use in Hollywood. I mean, think, you know? think like about did, like think Asian? about theater, too. In theater back in the day, they used to get men to play women. Yeah. Because they didn't want women to. Yeah. The, to yeah. Be, so like it's they'd like, rather put them in in the full drag, in the full drag the full fantasy, geesh. yeah, to then hire women, yeah. and eventually, like, okay, well, wh- white women are okay, but still, women of color stay the fuck away, you know. So it's it's been it's been a slow progress, definitely. Yeah, which is like again, I'm gonna make my twenty, <laughs> I'm gonna make my 2015 reference, and just say like that's kind of where uh, that kind of really started propelling forward. Uh, yeah and and even even before 2015 i feel like even if latin latinx people or people of color did get a a role yeah it had to be a role that wasn't a lead it was a side character uh-huh. which usually you know like gonzuela was the maid the gardener the criminal yeah i feel like there was a lot of that in the 2000s especially the dropouts like like just <laughs> stereotypical okay. jobs like uh in, in the 90s 2000s i mean let's just say it like there was movies like that where like we were given the stereotypical roles right jennifer lopez and what is it called made in manhattan mm-hmm. i never she's, watched that movie she's the maid to a wealthy yeah you know just like oh oh to a wealthy man hello um spanglish spanglish yeah oh, what's that actress's name penelope cruz yeah salma hayek it's penelope cruz no yeah i think it's penelope cruz <laughs> i'm like i'm like fact checking like is it because i don't want to be wrong i'm gonna sound stupid okay I, am i right do you think i'm right i think you're right okay let's see so no girl it's not her name is Bas Bas vega Spanish actress wasn't See, Penelope Cruz. There you go. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, that she is a maid. Um, I think an immigrant. Yeah, I, I believe, because she doesn't speak. I think she doesn't speak a word of English, and she doesn't get any other jobs besides mm-hmm. only doing maid. Yeah. And then her daughter, her daughter, obviously born here, but she's a maid too. A wealthy couple, a wealthy white couple yeah. who lives by in Malibu. Right. 
Right. It's like, <laughs> and, and again, like the gardener too, like, bitch. Okay. <laughs> this is what I was going to tell you earlier, but I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. So I could, well, it, it's not a nothing big, but so, um, I used to love the show Malcolm in the middle. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. I know you hate that show. I fucking hate that show. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, there was a scene in there. They had some neighbors and, uh, the neighbor's wife was having an affair or their neighbors, the the mom or whatever, was having an affair. And um, it was a white family. They were a white family. And by the end of the episode, um, she gets the mom gets caught. And her her uh, her person that she's having an affair with, the man, is a gardener. Mm-hmm. And she can, like, there's, like, this little moment before, like, it gets revealed. And she's like, she's like, oh, you people are handsome. Exactly. And that, but, that's... But, like, earlier in the episode, like... She covered up. I think she was covering up her tracks. She was like, like he was out in the yard doing some work. And she was like, can't you see it, th- this goes over here? El Sol. Girl. And I'm just, it, it's just like, okay, girl. So problem with our work, but you still want to fuck. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. For a long time, we also had like the Latin lover. Like, yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong. It's It's kind of like. Oh, they're the tall, dark, and handsome, or they're like the right. the mysterious, like Latin lover, the, ma- the macho, the mach- and it's like, mama. <gasps> mama, I can't stand it. I can't stand mama. it. Please don't. <laughs> and and that that's the thing. Like, are some Mexicans good in bed? Fuck yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, am I trying to shortchange us? No, but right. It's like, it's kind of like, well, why do you think Latin lover? What makes you think that? And it's like, oh, well, it's the way that people will try to describe it. Oh, exotic. Yeah, the long hair. Like, why are we exotic, bitch? Oh, that you're tan skin. Right. Right. It's like, um, so are you going to name anything else? Exactly. It seems so superficial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And that's the thing, too. Like that, that also can be tied into, you know, grinder and all this thing. Like, you know, I saw another TikTok where like the guy was saying like, oh, like a lot of white guys like to date um, Hispanic or Mexican or Latino guys because mm-hmm. of their anger or their, their, their. Like dominance. The dominance. The machismo. The, the machismo. The, You'd the, be like, listen. I'll just be like, why do you want, we're literally like within our own culture, we are trying to dismantle that. Right. Right. You know, yes. it's kind of like, you know, they're upholding or they want to uphold those things that within our own community, we're trying to tear down. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that we're the ones doing it. I feel like it's the white people that are doing it. How so? Because they're the, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for like a thug or like. Well, that's a, why I'm saying like you know, but like, but even before it gets, I don't know how to explain it. Like, like we're trying to call it out within our community, but it's like, well, like those kind of people who are into that are highlighting or into like the things that we're perceiving as. Well, negative. again, they're the white people. They're the problem. <laughs> I know. It's like dismantling the fucking. But work. again, them us dismantling it have not, has nothing to do with them at the end of the fucking day. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they can keep 
trying to live their fantasy girl but if we don't give nothing to give a fantasy with then bitch you can yeah. stay with your it's just like it delusion. brings like the whole fetishizing thing and that i think like a lot of that has to do with what forms of representation they've seen exactly uh kind of like how you said earlier it kind of depends on what they've been exposed to mm-hmm. and um you know for some people um they've only seen some people of color you know particularly like black and um you know latinx is that we're just seen as like a fetishizing kind of thing or like we're good as like lovers or like the mistress or you know whether on one side or the other you see it anyways like oh the spicy latina or like the machismo the macho man lover the spice spicy latino too like just you know and (laughs) that's not what we all are (laughs) yeah 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 like do do we have flavor of course every person of color has fucking flavor do we have do you want to come of course but it's kind of like you're just attaching certain parts of a personality and just associating with that like okay that's it yeah yeah you know it's like that's not cute yeah (laughs) like we're you know there are multiple there's multiple things to us right i mean a show that we recently started watching oh uh, yeah la victor which you still, you are fighting me that you happened to bring it up on the same day that I was gonna, cons- I was gonna going to tell you. Well, that's what you're saying, but so you're saying my story's false. Your story's false, girl, because I started watching it, and then I mentioned it, and you're like, "Oh, uh, that's oh, funny." I, say, I was so yeah. It's like, I, I just today recently well, thought like, because I started seeing all the ads. Disney was bombarding me with ads for Love Victor during Pride Month. Yeah, I was like, okay, I think well, they're trying to tell me something. Well, you know what? I've I've been thinking about watching it for a long time, but it was on Hulu, so I was like, I don't really have Hulu, so work. You know, <laughs> I wasn't about to get Hulu just for the show. Yeah, I mean, but now I, they added it to Disney Plus, I, so then I was like, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna yeah, watch. I think it was one of those shows. I, I think what I the reason why I didn't watch it was. I think I didn't watch it because I was like, well, why did, why did they give uh, a show? But like, they're like, oh, it's like on Hulu or whatever. Cause I don't really know Hulu for shows. I think this was earlier on when Hulu started making more of their own yeah. shows. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, so we couldn't get like, a, like a TV, like a, you know, like a primetime. I mean, TV but if show. you think about it, most, most shows now are exclusive to either, a certain streaming yeah. service so it's not it's nothing out of the ordinary i mean did you consider watching it when it first when it was like first announced to come out yeah i did i did and you just I, didn't. I, I just again i didn't have hulu and i wasn't about to get hulu just for the show i probably should have because again it goes back to showing up for those shows because had people not reacted the way they reacted the show probably could have got canceled I mean, yeah it, it could have very easily just been like cut yeah but clearly you know it's but it's it succeeded. I mean, I mean, it's it's a really good show. Yeah, you know? I mean, if anybody out there hasn't watched it, it's a really great show. I think it's a great show if uh, for multiple reasons. Like one, it's a great show if you grow up in a religious household, like whether like Christian or you know Catholic, what have you. It's yeah, great for that. Yeah, I I, I really like the Latinx representation. Mm-hmm. I think that well, they're Puerto Rican, so. Mm-hmm. You know, Victor's Puerto Rican. Yeah. But it definitely shows like growing up Latino and what that feels like and how our religious background, our abuelos, our abuelas, and how they're a little bit old school, not mine, but how some abuelos and abuelas can be pretty old school and, you know, 
not be accepting of different stuff. Yeah. Of a lot of things, not just necessarily being gay, but a lot I mean, of things. From what I just from like watching the show, I will tell you and I'll be like, oh, girl, like this was my mom or the. <laughs> And, like, and, the, and even, like this is it to a T. I was like, if you wanted to know what my childhood was like, I was like, girl, this was and, it. And girl, and even even the relationship between the grandma and the mom, like the in law relationship, and how uh-huh. always the in laws like the nagging, nagging like, and stuff, and you're never good enough, you know, for 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 it's like perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, you know, and I honestly love this show. For for now, I'm just gonna talk about the representation of of Latinx and the community and what mm-hmm. it means. Mm-hmm. W- later on, we'll get into what the LGBT perspective of it. But right now, I just want to talk about the, like the the, yeah. the representation of different cultures. But another show that flopped at representation was Glee, and we st- listen. I w- listen. I. Li- <laughs> I I can't hear Glee without getting I'm, triggered. I'm, a, I'm about to put. I'm about to. I'm about to get heated. So here's. Let's get into. Let's get into Glee, okay? Because I got time. Listen, I got time to. I think this was. Uh, this whole episode was just leading up to talk. <laughs> it was just leading up to talk about Glee. Yes, because okay. we talked about the good part of representation. Let's talk about Glee, the bad part, okay? Glee. Glee. You know what was homophobic? Disney Plus recommending Glee under like. Their under, pride section. under their pride section i'm like that was homophobic i'm like this feels homophobic to me it does it does like first of all it only, the show has one k well two but i mean or actually a few there, a few a few gays but it's actually. not centered around them i don't know but whatever okay girl you i feel like you've been waiting for this you took a deep breath all right, Franco. Franco. Right. Franco's been ready he's 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 so he's i rewatch i rewatched the season um, I I rewatched the season because which season? I started watching season four. The reason why what was a be- way to start. Listen, the reason why was because I love Blaine and I love a performance of Blaine, and then because of call uh call call Victor call uh fuck love Victor. Were they you about, played, were you about to say call me by your name? No, call because thought- call me maybe, oh. <laughs> and then love Victor because they played call me baby call me maybe in in love victor call me maybe by your name no call me maybe in love victor they played it so i was like oh my god i remember that performance that blaine was in and i really i really loved it yeah yeah yeah. so i started re-watching the season i started watching it from that episode the episode one of season four and for some reason i sat along and i watched the whole thing and i and i watched the first episode and so the disrespect first of all i don't talk about the disrespect to my homeboy jake because <laughs> Shu literally had had nothing but whack ass uh like perform auditions auditions this is okay just quick synopsis in this episode they're just they're holding auditions they feel like hot shit because they just won their last title so now they're holding auditions looking for new members for as, new they, members, lost as members they lost members because they graduated, graduated whatever anyways so jake goes in and he's the best performance they've had thus far right okay Walks in, starts opening his beautiful mouth, and beautiful music comes out of his mouth. As he's performing, Shu cuts him off at some point. It's like, oh, okay, we've seen enough. Thank you. We Bye. have a lot of people to see. Bye. Don't and call obviously, us. Don't call us. We'll call you. Yes. And obviously, Jake got upset because he's like, I stayed up practicing mm-hmm, for this, mm-hmm. and you didn't let me finish. 
So okay. he gets he storms away. So then where's the where's the issue? Where's the heat? The issue is that later on Marley comes in, the little white girl, and she gets to finish her song, which she sings an entire number. She does an entire number, but they but she all of a sudden forgot that he was tight on time in his his auditions. And it's like, okay, so the little white girl gets to finish, but not my man of color. Got it. Mind you, Jake ha- had been the best performance that he had had the whole th- up to that point. So it's like, wouldn't you think you'd want to give the person who actually put up a performance all the time of, of your so that you can make sure like not even to make sure, but just to, to admire the fact that you got a good audition. Yeah. Listen, no. listen, if we are anybody out there, raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by a Ryan Murphy production. Just, just moment of silence. Like, raise your hands. No, no, no moment of silence. I ain't about to say no silence. So that's just Jake, right? That's just season four. Let's get into season one, two, and three. Because there's Mercedes, who was always put last, not even second, just last. Because they'd rather give they'd rather give it to either Finn, who can't fucking sing, who can't fucking dance. I'm sorry. I mean, you're not lying. A lot of people said he couldn't sing or weren't really a fan of him. So, I mean, I wasn't either. I'm not. But again, Rachel, as far as his singing goes, Rachel fucking solos, uh, the bratty little white bitch that got everything she fucking wanted. Uh, Leah Michelle personified, literally, literally on camera. It's Leah Michelle on camera. It's literally Leah Michelle. Ryan Murphy wrote that role for her. You know, it's surprising that. for a show that was centered around a lot of minorities, the minorities were treated the worst. Exactly. But then again, isn't that real life? Exactly. <laughs> that was Ryan Murphy. That's Ryan Murphy. Because you have your two lead characters who essentially your two lead characters are the white couple, Finn and Rachel. The whole thing is centered all like around them. Exactly. Like that's the whole premise of the, even the beginning of the show is that the teacher shoe goes out and gets him and it just kind of goes on from there. Right. So, you know, we've had, they have like um, Mercedes. Uh, they Tina. have Mercedes, who's black. Um, they had Santana, who is, uh, um, I think she, I think in the show she's Mexican. She's Mexican, yeah. And then they, you know, they had like a, other couple uh, different groups. Like um, they had Artie, they had uh, T- Mike and Tina, who are Asian. Um, what the fuck was Artie? Artie was disabled. Oh, I was about to be like, Artie, Artie was white. <laughs> well, I meant like disabled. Oh, like, okay, okay. As far as like that goes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Did I miss any? Oh, well, and Kurt and Blaine, who are gay. The gays. Yeah. The gays. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, very, uh, <laughs> I don't know, girl. There's there's a lot of moments to like to really pick out of there. But I think one of the biggest ones that, that people talk about as far as like in a general sense of what happens is, you know, people of color having to slide aside for the even though we are just as talented or if not more talented yes. than our white counterparts exactly. and then get met with nothing. Exactly. And, and, but again, yeah, we're, con- we're consistently told to like keep working hard and like, you know, keep going and keep trying and yeah. all this stuff. But yeah. it takes a little whining and complaining by a oh, white you bitch. Know what that, that, I'll, I'll take a perfect example. Cause I'm still heated about this. This is one of the moments I've been heated about. And if anybody out there has watched Glee, you probably remember this moment where um, her Mercedes and Rachel ended up auditioning for the role of Maria oh, yeah. in West Side Story. And Mercedes, you're not going to tell me she blew that audition out of the water. 
clear Maria. But all Rachel does is goes and like, you know, puts on her little face. She goes and whines or whatever. And then they try and, and uh, was it like the casting or whoever? <laughs> They're like, oh, we're going to, you know, you guys will split it. You'll do these shows, this, this, and this. And then, but Mercedes is like, well, is there any other roles being split? And she's like, thank you for your time. And she declined as she should. As she should Because have. she was too good to even take 50% of that role. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, again, there is a clear option, but the little white bitch complained and got her way. I mean, look at Tina as well. She was Asian. Yes. She's, she's in a uh, Korean. I think her character's Korean. Yeah. But she did not sing until well she she had opportunities to sing right but i think one of the biggest solo numbers she ever got was her celine dion song right but she didn't the only reason she got to sing it was because she was in like this fever dream where she was the white girl she was she was rachel berry she was the character exactly so her first solo was imaginary i mean representation just there's multiple ways to pick that apart and listen and this is this is this is coming from a gay man right Mm -hmm. but a gay white man at that and we know ryan murphy loves his gays because he had literally any ryan murphy show has the same three four gays oh go go ahead go ahead yeah has the three four gays has um uh cheyenne jackson cheyenne jackson matt bomber because he's had matt bomber in like a few um that Cody Fern, I don't know if he's gay. He is, I think he is, or like queer, uh, something like that. He's on this, like somewhere on there on the spectrum. But yeah, he is like a queer person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cody Fern, who's been in like you uh, know the assassination, assassination, assassination of, of Johnny Versace, Johnny Versace American, Horror, American Story. Horror Story. You know, it's like oh, know. another white gay getting an opportunity. Exactly, work, work, work I mean, girl. We, uh, I mean, we, the, the new only normal. Thing, I think the only one of the only characters of color that were queer. I mean, I know he's done Pose, right? Like, that's a Ryan Murphy show, which is obviously, like, uh, very, I think it's, like, centered around, like, the ballroom culture and things like that. But I'm, I think, apart from, if you separate that, there wasn't really any form of, like, representation of any production of Ryan Murphy's, kind of like how you mentioned. All the couples were white. The New Normal, while I love the show, the lead characters were white. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, making characters that were, like, digestible or like accepting for a better word. Yeah. Lack of a better word. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're all white gay yeah. couples. Yep. And it's like, well, I guess that's acceptable. <laughs> Listen, the whole Glee thing, I honestly well, needs a whole fucking episode on its own. Well, I was going to ask you this. Well, how, since we mentioned this earlier, how do you feel? Because that's a character right there. Like um, Santana. She was like the heated Latina. Oh, oh mama because you know she was also like there's that where she's like i think she's supposed to be from like the wrong side of the tracks yeah yeah i'm from what did she say i'm from from lima heights lima heights adjacent yeah it's like mama and that was her whole thing like she was like a little hothead you know yeah and it's the spicy latina again like and again she she didn't get a lot of roles despite her having a good voice mm -hmm. and Honestly, the other day I was watching Glee again and I was watching the performance of um, Every Breath You Take. Yeah. No, 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 no. Before that, the um, Don't Rain on My Parade, her performance of that. Yeah. Bitch. 
good, yeah. She had good fucking vocals. And the fact that she came in here for an audition to take Rachel's role and the fact that she she literally was considered or she was, right? Yeah. Well, she got the role of the understudy, which is like you know, that's just in case the main person that can ever perform. Right. So it's like and she was threatened by that. Exactly. She was she didn't even get the role. She just got threatened by the fact that she was the understudy. Right. And Rachel was fucking upset her white bitch face just on there like she's uh, like she was probably like my way she was probably like these these mexicans are here to take, take, our, jobs. take our jobs <laughs> <laughs> honestly like that's literally rachel like i feel like rachel would have been a karen yeah oh definitely she's a fucking karen i know that for a fact i know that for a fact i mean how did you feel i i as far as like uh like the gay representation on Glee, not the—I mean, not exactly the most widest range of characters. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a bit. But moving on from Glee, okay, and representation. Like you said, we we need a whole episode. <laughs> Coco. We talked about Coco and oh. how important that movie was. There's Coco. There's Shang Chi, which again broke records as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was starting an Asian lead too, and and th- this is another thing that that I feel like we as as people of color need to do and show up for our people of color when there is a lead of that, you know. Even if you don't like comic books, even if you don't like, even if you think the movie sucks, and even if the movie does suck, I feel like you still need to show the fuck up. Yeah. Because for all you know, it was the wrong writers, and it was probably shitty writers that got hired for this little little movie. Of a person of color, you like, know, yeah, because they they probably didn't provide. I'm not I'm not saying that that's what happened well, with like, Shang Chi, but I'm just saying like, whatever movie where a, a person of color is the lead, you need to think like, did they maybe have the best writers? Probably not, because for all you know, they're like, oh, was well, this movie gonna be successful? Probably not. So let's not put a lot of money into it. So here, let's throw this writer, let's throw this whatever. That's not what I'm not saying. That's what happened with Shang Chi, but I'm just saying that that's could have that could be a possibility. Yeah, well, it's just like factors that could be out of the actor's control. Right. But so I like, think that when movies like these do come around, I think that it is important for all of us to show up and show our support for our people of color because no once Hollywood starts seeing that there's profit, and I don't want to say profit because it sounds wrong, but once. Um, they see that their success in telling stories of other perspectives and not just the white perspective, then that's when Hollywood's going to start changing and making more roles and more opportunities for people of color. Just like Viola Davis said, if those roles are not there, then you can't really win an award. But as the moment that Hollywood starts noticing like, Hey, people actually do want to see their, their culture. They people do want to see people that look like them. We yeah. need to start making more movies like that. And that that's why it's very important that, like I said, showing up for those movies and, and, and going to the movies for those movies, even if it's not your cup of tea, even if it's not, um, even I mean, if it's boring. I try to show up for movies all the time. Like when I, if it's something like where I feel like, you know, I'm, there's representation there. I, I especially try to show up. I mean, girl, I was right there with you at Coco. I was like, Listen, <laughs> five I, times. I watched it five times. Five times. Five times, girl. We watched it five times. We're like, this like movie two times is in, in every all single... Spanish and three times in in English. We're like, like, this movie is getting every single one of every my single dollars. one of my dollars exactly. Like exactly. it was because it's just so important at the time. Or exactly. It's just like, well, you know, I mean, did we have other movies or such? Like, yeah. But as far as like having a big, like cinematic release and you know 
um, especially with, you know, Disney has gotten a lot better about who they're representing. Right. Um, when it goes on screen, you yeah. know, I don't think they did as much in depth before as like in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, or compared to the nineties where you know, they spend years like doing like cultural research and working with communities and, you know, they go to like these like villages or other places in other countries where, uh, if they're going to base it off that area, they want it to look accurate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's I mean, why it's like Coco was so important. Also, in, in Encanto was another big, a big one. It was for like Colombia. I do, I do remember people, some people from Colombia did have an issue with it, you know, because of certain things that weren't and accurate. People have Coco, like have things with like Coco too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, is what, it what I have, to, what under- I ha- what I have to say about that is, while it might not be completely accurate right now, it is definitely a step there. And it kind of goes back to what Billy Porter said about how, you know, just having gay representation right now is, is should be good enough. Not, like don't dog it. Don't dog it. But it's more than we've had. Yes. It's more than we've had. Not saying we should be happy with just that. But we should accept the fact that that it that there is representation and build on that. Yeah. So you know, while Coco might have not been completely perfect, in in my eyes, it was perfect. Think, it was a good start. But yeah. I feel like there can be more. There can be more stories told from maybe a girl's perspective, yeah. maybe from a queer queer uh, Mexican. Many perspectives, right? I, mean, I think I found myself kind of thinking about uh, and reflecting on, like, oh, hey, like just going through like shows and movies in my head. Like, and I was like, Hmm, I was like, a lot of these shows I watched have like, are like white or straight, you know, actors or characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, didn't realize that. It's just like one of those things that you kind of like don't realize until you really think about it. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people really do that and realize, well, not a lot of people, but I think there's some people who don't realize like the, that there is like a lack of representation. I was like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Like, um, there are stories that are definitely not told. And, yeah. um, and I mean, like you said, it, it, is it good enough now? I, you know, it kind of has to be, you know, it's an, I think we, <laughs> we, as the people who missed out on representation, like we're hungry for it, you know? So we're like, Oh no, you know, it's like, not good we, enough. It's right. not good enough. We want more. But for those people who are growing up now, like, you know, young people, kids and such, like, you know, they have more than we did. Right. And, you know, while that there could be more, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a good, it's an improvement, a, a good direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like, and like I said, like I always try to show up, you know, when, uh, when Power Rangers came out, the new movie, the, yeah. the, when they remade it, they did the remake, yeah. I think it was like in 2017 or something like that, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like a really like a more like diverse cast, you yeah. know, and even like the, throughout like the whole thing of power rangers that's why i love that franchise and then uh one other I'm trying to think of what other movie i showed up for i, I mean there's Multiple. also the the everything everywhere all at once that was a very I successful it was a very successful movie uh-huh um just the premise of it was really interesting and it had to deal with the multiverse and all that stuff um you know and it was very successful and it was a person of color. It, it was, you know, it was a woman at that too. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was very important. Uh, crazy rich Asi- Asians, you know, another people of color were the leads, you know, Chi- they Which were I centered the, around Chinese. I think that's, that's a book series. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, they're still planning to do like the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of these movies that, you know, we're kind of talking about, 
uh were like smash successes right or you know or even like with shang chi like that broke like box office record exactly and so it's like hello if yes. it's not clear enough like we're willing to give you our money for this fucking movie right or like there's success there's their success in telling other stories other than the white side of mm-hmm. a storytelling you know and it's like why well, i was gonna say like i'm sorry to say this but like honestly no it's like you know if if that if that makes you uncomfortable to hear like when we mention things like that like you know the whole white saber it's like or the white counterpart if that makes you uncomfortable it's like well that's you know it's kind of like the message here it's like what's been the norm or what's been the representation you know yeah. for a long time and, and just to be clear it's not about eradicating the white people uh, Is it, yeah. i don't know if that's the right word that's, well that's like the or that's, that's the, the extreme word. that people take it to right that we're trying to get rid of the white people we're not trying to get rid of y'all yeah okay just let's let's just make that clear yeah the as far as I'm concerned, the race that has been capable of genocide, let, let's just let's just look at history. Yeah. And, and you can tell me who who's capable centered, of that. Centered, European Central. Right. <laughs> I was like, and that's not even just European or like as far as like, you know, white Europeans. That's also Spanish, too. They were right. Which are in Europe. Yeah. So it really be our own. But our not, own. Our, not our own. Girl, but I don't claim them. Not our own. But, I don't claim them. You know, them. they're like of the Spanish culture. It's yeah. Just like, yeah. So it's just like. Yeah. That. But yeah, you know, that's just like, it's bringing awareness to the issue. Right. And uh, yeah. And to to close the the racial part of of the segment that we're talking about representation, I don't know about America Chavez, which is like the most recent, like, you know, in, in Dr. Strange. Yeah. And the multiverse of madness. Yeah. And I I remember hearing like the buzz about that character because I think they were people who, you know, leak <laughs> uh production things or like such uh things yeah. about the movie saying that we were going to get that character and like oh like she's a uh, you know i th- i think i can't remember if she was like a queer character i think she's a queer character in the comics or is it just her parents uh from what i saw in the movie it was just her parents okay but it was still is that and also the fact that she was that you know she is a of latinx culture yeah. and i was just like and the fact that, like, in the movie, like, the parents were speaking Spanish. She spoke Spanish. Yeah. So, well, I can hear them, too. And then, like, her as well. But I was yeah. just like, you know, it's just so casually played. Yeah. And I'm like, as it should be. Yeah. Because that's how representation works. You're representing by saying, like, you know, this is just who we are and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The I like that her name was Sochil, the actress who played America oh, Chavez. Yeah, yeah, her yeah. name is Sochil. So... Yeah, I'm 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 happy that we're getting more representation and I'm starting to love. Oh, we're probably going to get Wiccan too, who um the son of Wanda, mm-hmm. who is uh, also uh, a gay and well established gay character in the comics. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait as yeah. uh, all that representation starts coming out. Yeah. So, we've talked about the racial stuff and a little bit of the LGBT stuff thrown in there. But now I want to get into the LGBT representation. We kind of talked about Love Victor, and we, I mentioned the, you know, the the Latinx representation in that aspect. Uh huh. But I think, I mean, we've talked about Heartstopper a little bit, not completely, but we've talked about it, mm-hmm. and how these shows are just like we've realized as queer people that we missed out on shows like this. We didn't have shows like this growing up. We didn't have shows 
you know, telling us or, 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 or in a sense, guiding us, you know, to that we're, we're, that who we are is nothing bad that, you know, unfortunately for us, it was, it was, and for people before us, we had to learn how to love ourselves our own way. And we had to grow to love ourselves. And we had to go through the nasty part of discovering who we are is like the bad part, the, the hating ourselves and the wondering why we are like this, or at least I did. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think that a lot of queer people go through this self-loathing time in their life where they hate who they are or because of who they are, they hate themselves. Right. And I, I think that's why shows like love Victor, um, you know, he, I mean, let me just add in here, spoiler alert for anybody who's either intending to watch it or is watching it and hasn't got past season one. <laughs> Cause in season one, you know, Victor visits, um, Simon and Simon yeah, yeah, yeah. and his friends. And he learns, I mean, there's one, uh, one, one scene that stood out for me that was like the whole, he asked, like, why do you dress like that? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's like, well, this is who I was before. And he shows him, like, a picture of, like, a really dressed up, like, in like a Mormon. Mormon. Black pants. Black pants, white shirt, white shirt tie. tie. Uh, very religious, very, you can tell he was just, like, you know, not himself. And I think that's very important because it's something that has been kind of hitting home lately with uh-huh. me realizing that I wasn't I wasn't able to be my full authentic self until recently. Yeah. Not saying that I didn't accept myself or anything, but even then I had to like water myself down, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. To to not be too much in your face. Although, girl, <laughs> eyeliner and and I mean, painted nails at I, like I feel uh, like I don't know if it's just me. Like I I, I kind of like you. I, I think I spent a lot of time or I sp- you know, throughout the years, I don't think it's something you actively work on. I think some people can actively work on it, but like deconstructing yourself and like, I think letting some of your own, letting the guard down with yourself, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I still find myself years later, like, am I okay with like, if I were to, I don't know, let's say like paint my nails or have nails on or, you know, just like other things of trying to expand like, how i like would want to dress myself or how i act how i talk yeah um i still find myself doing that and it's just you know it's just like being able to see just all sorts of like lgbt representation yeah is it's it's just so great um in that particular like that episode that you're mentioning really stuck out to me because there's a part where like i think he needs advice or he had been given advice but he thought it all came from Simon or one person. Right. And he's like, oh, you know, like, um, this is from everybody. Yeah. Because, you know, this person went through having religious parents and this, then this person, person went through this, this yeah. aspect of like how they, you know, right. Um, dress themselves or how mm-hmm. they dealt with their friends and whatever. So, and I think that's important because, you know, we in the queer community, we all have, we don't have it all figured out. None of us has it all figured out. Like right. we're not, none of us are the guru of answers. Right. And I think, when if you're a queer person who's young and you were lucky enough to be around another queer person i think you it was easy to like it's easy to try to look for them for all the answers you know yeah 
but you know one like i said that one person's not going to have all the answers and thus that's where that representation really comes into play yeah and and one of the things they also they also they also mentioned i think it was bram who said it and he said like there's not one way to be gay because he was surprised that some of the guys playing basketball were gay oh yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um so it's like, well, it's not always all feminine. It's not always all masculine. And there's not one way just to be gay. There's not just one cookie cutter thing that that's what a gay person is. Which I think was like a lot of people, I think, need to hear that. Exactly. Because like I said, it's like it's just whatever makes whatever, you Whatever you. makes you you. Whatever makes you happy, you know. And I think that that's why it's important that, you know, if we have young listeners out there is you know the moment you feel like coming out the moment you do come out is finding your your community finding those people that are going to be supportive of everything that you do because you know when shit hits the fan whether you know it's when you tell your parents whether it's whatever it is you need those people to be able to guide you and or give you advice on how they dealt with things yeah and and you know them them bringing up that not everybody has all the answers is very important because it, it is like that. You don't always, you know, find all the answers from one person and you kind of just have to explore and, and, and learn about yourself also. It's not also just going out to someone and getting the answers. Yeah. And, you know, you actually have to go and seek those answers yourself. Like, who are you? What do you like? Yeah. You know? And I think that that's where like, again having like all these shows and things like that while it may be still small uh it's still better than not having it at all because for that little bit that could be enough for somebody exactly just get and just enough to give give them like a uh like a ray of sunshine or a glimmer of hope you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and again it just goes back to kind of what i said is like growing up if we would have had that that would have been something yeah we would have appreciated something we would have it's always good to to have that representation and i feel like i'm <laughs> i feel like i can go on and on and I can go on about love victor but it's a good show i think everybody should just it's just one of those shows that i'm gonna recommend because yeah. i can just keep talking about it yeah <laughs> yeah i mean also like i said we talked about heartstopper you know oh and yeah i mean bitch you that, are not you are not satiated enough on heartstopper no. franco franco is a I've franco is an it. adamant stand of like shows having 16 plus at least episodes yeah yeah i mean i don't mind the short shows because it it it's good but yeah i definitely needed more heart stopper but i do know that they are gonna go for a second season so i'm happy about that yeah you know but just going off of that just you know i mean again they're little white gays but they did have some representation in there you know they had the trans they had trans representation yeah they had bisexuality as well which i called out and you still refuse to believe me right whatever i called it out with the lighting but okay go off go off you know so just the different again it goes back to just showing different aspects of the queer community and not just yeah and the fact that they did it like you know they're doing it with just these handful of characters just to show like how broad yeah you know the spectrum and or such can be yeah and I think that was very cool and just playing it off, like, not playing it off, but it again, is just representing what happens in just the fact that it's just like normal. 
it's like you know we've seen classic or classic ways for that scenario has played out like oh like they have a crush on the person they sit next to in class or they the crush on the popular kid whatever like we've seen that how many times right of like heterosexual normal activity right so right that was i think what was so capturing about heartstoppers just the fact that it's the same story we've seen we've the same right. story we've seen a million times the right. wheel's not broken bitch they that's what they literally said the wheel's yeah. not broken why reinvent the wheel well they just said they're just gonna be gay well i mean because that's literally what a gay rep- that's literally what a gay person goes through it's the same thing yeah you know and and even him like he went through that weird of like is he gay is he not gay you know um the internal struggle right like i have a crush on my straight friend but he might not it's feel the like, same way it's kind of like um you get to see both sides or you're you for most people they've been on both sides of that where you know maybe you were the person figuring it out or at one point you were somebody who was figuring it all out mm-hmm. or you're the other person who like maybe you have a crush on somebody who is not all the way has it all figured out yet or knows what they want exactly exactly and again that show gets a lot of praise from me it's a really good show uh so yeah i mean if you can watch those shows go ahead and watch those shows to our young listeners go ahead and watch them it's a really good show it definitely has a lot of representation in the shows and it's 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 positive positive stuff from those shows and i'm really happy that i heard it from here you heard it here from us both first don't watch glee (laughs) watch love victor and um heartstopper right Right. If you get anything out of this po- out of this episode, yeah. <laughs> that's or if what you're gonna it. watch Glee, just go in with the mind knowing that it's uh, just don't don't, don't comes take from, it serious. Comes from a white gay. <laughs> at that, so uh, we'll just leave it yeah, at that. We'll leave it. We'll, there. we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think you know what. I I know people. This is not everybody's cup of tea. I know that Drag Race is not for everybody. Right. Hmm. But I can't deny how um, how it's done well for me as far as like uh, representing more of more of the queer community than I think I was aware of or knew about. Yeah. Um, And honestly, if I'm being completely real, like I think Drag Race really helped to break down a lot of the stigma that I don't think I knew I had about. Mm -hmm uh drag queens and yeah. just drag in general yeah because for the longest time and i and i mentioned this to one of my followers on my meme account i was saying about how i had a lot of horrible like prejudices and ideas about um people who do drag or like really feminine uh, men yeah and i didn't think i realized i had it until the internal homophobia until i think like you know i would see like drag queens at pride or you know things like that and i would always think like Oh, like this, why would they want to do that? That's so weird. Like, why would you want to dress up as a woman? Or I, I had that idea, like maybe they just were trans or something. Mm-hmm. Horrible, yeah. horrible yeah. ideas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't know I had that, but drag race, I think really helped me understand, um, you know, why people do this. And it's more than just for some, it's art, but it's also like, you know, political statements and, um, where the, where that whole scene comes from and how it's inspired by, you know, the ballroom culture, which is like people of color, you know, all that stuff. And I think that's that really helped me to really break down stigmas for myself, especially because a lot of the stigmas I had 
were because of you know my Mexican background and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same for me. Uh, that's kind of where I was in the beginning. Kind of just when I first came out, I'm like, well, I'm gay, but I'm not that gay. You know, eighteen year old me, I was like, oh, I'm gay, but I'm not that gay. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, like, it's funny because we used to go see the drag show that were, they used to put on a drag show in San Pedro, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. at the Portal Call in San Pedro. They used to have, like, the uh, Hispanic or the Latin drag queens oh, okay, put okay, up, okay, like, okay. Paquita La El Barrio, things like that. So, like, a lot of Mexican or Hispanic icons. Mm-hmm. Uh so they would do drag and they would, you know, uh, do imitation drag or whatever. And so, you know, we would go there and they, my, you know, my family would say, well, we're going to go see Los Trasvestis, which the Trasvestis is like the yeah. trannies, right? The direct, yeah. Like um, the derogatory term. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even know that Trasvestis and the, the word tranny was a derogatory term until I started coming out and I started hearing the words and I was like, okay, calm down, Diego Sands shut the fuck up do not fucking compare me to that bastard no no i just had to i was like i i remember that uh you know but ignorance was one of the biggest factors here yeah is not knowing that you know like where drag comes from and again thinking back now like drag race is such a big phenomenon now Mm -hmm. that we have to like I, i mentioned this before RuPaul might not be the best fucking drag queen, but we ought to get over her fucking dudes where, where yeah. credit work. I mean, and we're due. not saying the show is, and I'm not saying the per, the show is perfect in general because it took a long time for them to get certain kinds of representation. You know, um, it took them a long time to have an openly trans contestant that was like that they were aware of and casted from the jump, right? Because there were there were contestants who came out later on the show, yeah, like once they were already cast, right? Um, and like as the episode was airing, then they would come out and things like that, but. Mm-hmm um yeah so but now there definitely are a lot better you know we get like trans women yeah uh, we get non-binary we got got mick who was a trans man doing drag yeah um we even get like um you know uh, uh we get cisgender women like mm-hmm. uh drag race uk i think it was this last season i think it was season three that had the uh i think she's a lesbian woman who does drag okay so yeah. so yeah. We just yeah. get a lot of that now. We get like a lot of non-binaries too. Yeah, we had Maddie Morphosis, <laughs> a straight, straight, <laughs> a straight uh, male, the so. straightest man to do drag. Yeah, you can tell by his uh, fashion choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hey, kudos to him, you know. Because you know? again, it, it just goes to show that you know there can be straight men that. Yeah, I and I think that those mask gays out there, or those people who want to say like, oh, like I'm not that kind of gay. I think should give it a chance, not necessarily, you know, if the contestant or the competition aspect, I think does, doesn't speak to you. I think people should watch it at least, you know, for the inside stories of, um, some of these people. Cause you know, we get a lot of minorities, uh, we get a lot of, um, well, we get a lot of people of color and then we also get like, everybody's like, you know, on the spectrum, you know, so they have some kind of, uh, story or background, you know, we've had people who've come from, convert you know going through conversion therapies homelessness sex work is a common one we've heard of you know and uh i think it's like those struggles that you don't hear about and uh just what queer people face yeah exactly so i mean 
it's just a matter of being being able to open yourself to those experiences and and just educating yourself and which being, is funny how little people like want to take sometimes like people don't even want to take that chance right to like right. oh hey like let me open myself up to something new maybe i'll learn something yeah if, if there's one thing about me is that I, I always love learning and and being able to expand on my knowledge so um i'm glad that i was able to educate myself and and know that certain words are problematic and and being telling myself oh i'm not that kind of gay like what i do drag as a profession no what i do drag one time hell yeah yeah give me some now and bitch now i'm just like bitch put me on drag race like i don't know shit about it but like bitch give me give me some give me some heels and beat my face bitch and i will strut right i might strut kind of like a deer in headlights like if i had someone else to do it for me all the time i'm like bitch best believe i'd be i'd probably be doing drag all even the time if, even if i even, even if i didn't do it like i said multiple times if, even if i do it once i don't care i'll do it yeah because again it's, it's the the experience it's the being able to walk in somebody else's shoes you know mm-hmm. and and again i've learned to appreciate drag i've learned to love drag i've learned to uh respect people that that do drag and yeah. it's no longer like a negative thing because again growing up all you hear is negative things about certain aspects of the queer community so yeah that's all you really have to go off of yeah it's definitely like not good when all you have to all you have around you is like that those kind of negative things yeah i mean we talked about glee and we talked about the problematic racial stuff but we we didn't talk about kurt and blaine and you know that that was like gay representation that we had i mean do you want to start with the good or the positive um, the good or the positive <laughs> <laughs> the the good or the bad i mean i guess start with the bad or start um, with the good start with the good and end with the bad i mean i did like the background of you know kurt as far as um you know his house i i loved his the representation oh, his, as far as like his dad his dad which is like bitch surprising for this is Ohio. This is, you know, where they are in the space in Ohio. So you're talking about a Midwestern man yeah. being accepting that his kid was gay. Yeah. Like, that was huge. I mean, honestly, I feel like it was a circumstance that got him there. Well, yeah. Cause the, well, cause because the, he lost his, wife, his wife and then obviously, his mom, the mom. Yeah. Of Kurt. Well, obviously. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Let me, I'm trying to make sure people don't miss nothing. Well, they, but anyway, they, they want to find sh- out. They can sh- watch the show. Lie, bitch. Shut up. Um, yeah, so there is that. Uh, I I like that. I I guess as far in a sense that I don't know. Do I sound do I sound like like oh one of those gays where it's like you know to ask for something a little bit more diverse? Like it's just the fact that like again we get you know we get a white twink, yeah, representing you know yeah, and it, it, a lot of it I think was stereotypical. So when are you gonna start saying the good? <laughs> I would also go over the bad. Oh, okay. Well, I guess um, you're going with the bad. Uh, you know, going with the bad. I think it's just like a lot of it is like you know. I think. Um, I mean, I guess stereotypical, and I don't think I'm going to say the same thing for Blaine. A lot of it was, you know, I think they were one and the same. There, there are not really much differences between the two of them. I'm going to have to disagree obvious... with the Blaine thing. Okay, shoot. Uh, because he did have that moment where he thought he was straight. Oh. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of a normal thing well, that eight. that a lot of not normal but like it's something that very that common happen. that can happen with gay men like where they're like well maybe i'm not gay maybe i am straight 
and I've never kissed a girl, so let me go experiment with the girl. Yeah. Let me go try out with the girl. I've never fucked the girl, so maybe I gotta fuck a girl to see if whether I am gay. You know. So, you know, I mean, he was he was technically still a white gay, but still, I mean, yeah. I feel like we got a little bit more from Blaine, but then we also did get a lot more from Kurt too. Yeah. I do want to say because we did get the being the feminine one. You know, and even him, like when he tried out to be Tony, he could he didn't get the role because he was too feminine. They didn't see him as yeah, as yeah, a yeah. masculine boy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was it the best representation? No, no, but we did we did get it. I think I cared more for like like the lesbian relationships. I I think than the gay ones because I was all for like Santana and her thing. Oh, bitch! Remember when Demi Lovato starred? Honestly. I didn't care for it because I feel like they did their relationship dirty. I don't think their relationship ever really made sense. Like Santana and Brittany. Brittany. I feel like there's something, always something off that made me feel like they were just like best friends that will go down on each other. (laughs) And I was like, I, I don't feel like, they're really in love. Like they, I didn't feel like it was a natural cause they always well, talked basically, about Basically, like, I think it's like one of those things where like it's face value. Yeah. Like it was sexualized two queer characters and they're together. And, and they'd always talk about scissoring and stuff. Mm. And it's like, Oh, well we girls like to scissor. Yeah. And I was like, well that obviously to a straight person, a straight guy that he might be like, well, damn, they're going to scissor. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it's just, it, <sighs> I just think that as far as like that goes, we just we just didn't get a lot of dimension. Yeah, I think that's what I'm really missing. Yeah, from like the queer character on that show, and even then, when we when you do get an interesting character, I think they don't really do anything with it. Like we had Unique, who like great voice. It was yeah. played by Alex Newell. Yeah, great voice, and one of my favorite characters of the new bunch that was introduced, but. What do we get? We didn't yeah. get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Besides like, you know, hey, like, don't be yourself. Yeah. And then later, like, oh, well, yeah, you can be yourself. We're actually cool. Like, yeah. Are you being yourself? Go be you yourself. You know what I mean? Like, we could have had such yeah. an interesting character, but we got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Again, he was a minority, so there you go. So, you know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Uh, You know, since we're talking about negative, I want to talk about negative in, at, at least from my m- my perspective and kind of what I saw growing up was, you know, in Spanish media, uh, that's something that's very problematic. And I, and I saw a TikTok recently, um, somebody talking about how there's always been LGBT representation in, in, <laughs> in Spanish media, but it's always like to be the butt of the joke and to be like just a joke and yeah. not taken seriously. Cause you know, like in Spanish media, like, TV shows and novelas, like we always get like the gay guy who's like the hairdresser. Yeah. Um, we get the, when I you, mean, there's the Carmelo, El Mejor de los Meseros. Like it's literally like a super feminine. When, like when you get uh, the gay character who wears like all pink. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, o- it's always like very like stereotypical gay, like yeah. very feminine, does hair. It's just like so common. That's so, you know, like, and it's like, that's the representation we get and that's kind of the representation i saw yeah growing it's like up. you get uh, like you get put as like the side character or like the joke not character. even a side character mama you're you're the si- you're the comic 
comedic relief basically it's kind of like what happened I, I don't know if you watched the show um i watched the show i love new york no you no. watch it i watched it so she had like this little i don't know i don't even know how to describe it so i don't even really know what his role was but it's just like this like guy who would like be with her and like it was just like just to make banter or whatever about whatever it is like challenge or whatever was going on mm-hmm. and he was just like this like this flamboyant like hispanic character that was just kind of there it was like you know it was like well it's that's that's the only purpose this person is serving is like obviously being like the butt of a joke kind of thing and the, yeah. like there was like an, a, a moment where i don't know what was going on but for some reason she was having him read them a question or having asking the the contestants for her a question and it was like if i was a sports car how would you how would you drive me mm-hmm. so it's like again just like there to just make like a tv moment and just like make like a funny moment out of him asking that question right you know lgbt representation hasn't always been the best or wasn't always the best growing up i think with time and and now it's a little bit better i yeah. mean like i said we I got mean, apparently millennial us millennials are ruining everything apparently like i think us and gen z are like one of the gayest generations ever or like the queerest generations ever we'll get used to it bitch i mean we're gonna have we're gonna be you know taking over telling our stories i mean mama just because y'all didn't see it growing up doesn't mean it didn't exist there's always been gay people you know scary stories to tell in the dark that's that's queer stories unfortunately a lot of these queer people had to marry a woman and you know become a father become i mean you know, you, that's why you have these later men who in their late 40s, 50s, you know, end up getting a divorce and, and coming out as gay, lesbian. You know, you have all these people that are now coming out because they didn't get to be their most authentic self growing up. And it's sad to say, you know, like they couldn't they didn't get to experience their like if we didn't get to fully experience our first love openly like they didn't even get yeah. to get anything. I mean, look at us. I mean, look back at, you know, whatever little things we did have. We were cherry picking, you know, because there are characters that were like queer coded. Exactly. Like they weren't out right, like said to be gay or yeah. queer, but it was just implied versus yeah. like they might not have had anything yeah. to even remotely relate to. Yes. And I think even then, I think one of the best things that or one of the best stories we can tell for, you know, future generations on from here is just getting more stories were like, you know, it's okay to be you or it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is what's going to bring comfort for a lot of people because that's usually is what the unknown is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, again, representation is a big important in as a person of color and is very important as a, you know, a gay person, a person of the LGBT community. And I think you, and I think just from an outside perspective is being able to be open to recognizing what other stories besides your own need to be told. Exactly. You know, um, I think, you know, if we, if, you know, if you, you're out there listening and you know, you're a jock gay, cool. But you know, just know that there are people who might be more feminine than you. Doesn't make them any less than you and doesn't, doesn't make you any better. Yeah. Just because you can blend in, you know, with the norm. And to be honest, blending in is highly overrated. I, I quote that from Aggie Cromwell in Halloween Town all the time. It's like, yeah. well, being normal is vastly overrated. Exactly. Sometimes sticking out is is for the best and, and it's a good thing. And drives us forward. Yeah. 
So, girl, it, it's just, it's just one of those like I can go on and on, especially about all the shows that we mentioned. Yeah, I could still, of course, of course, <laughs> but to do that we'd probably be here a few more hours i know but, but i loved i love talking about this with I, you i love i love our little banter i love i love we had a little bit of seriousness in here yeah i love this and I, I love that we're able to end this episode and we're able to end with kind of a closer you know obviously we're always gonna be talking about gay shit because yeah this is this gay, is Closet Takes podcast. podcast like it's gay shit girl, is what we do here this is what we do <laughs> dick and balls girl right dick and balls yeah and vagina for so, those you know, listeners. I just, I just love us being able to take like, you know, issues and just being able to just talk about them and, you know, mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. better or worse, whether, whether or not, whether like I was right or you were wrong, you know, it's, I mean, it's all no, okay. No. Hardly ever I'm wrong. Hardly ever I'm wrong. Debatable. I'm a Capricorn. Sure. But, well, I mean, you know, know that. I, I love that. I love that we're able to do this and I love that, you know, somewhere out there, somebody might be listening and, you know, might be finding some comfort in listening and and hearing that. And I think just, just a quick note before we end, like representation doesn't have to be in film or in movies or in cinema. It can be in books. It can be you sharing your story in a comment. It can be, Oh, speaking of (laughs) books, sorry, that's going to be such a fucking like right turn, but rainbow boys, rainbow high rainbow road. Like, those books, that book series by Alex, I forgot Sanchez. Sanchez, Alex Sanchez. It's a great fucking book series. Yeah. Um, for anybody who's out there who's listening, it's a young adult book series. Like or a, a young a teen, young teen, young series. teen series. Uh, I read it when I was in high school, and it was back then. It was even still like a a old book. Yeah. You know that was I think probably like eighties, early nineties centered. I don't know if it was that old, was it? Yeah, I, I remember it was I pretty. Know. But it's a good it's a good series. It's a good series. But, you, um, you know, again, like, like you know, representation is all in all forms. It doesn't have to be one set mm-hmm. form. Um, like I said, it could be in books. It could be you sharing your story under you know a comment or you know anything like that. Yeah, just yeah. anything that kind of tells your story and or what you've been through, what you've gone through. Yeah, yeah, and for all our you know listeners out there who might still be in the closet, who you know. Mm-hmm. If you need to tell somebody or, if, you know, just feeling the need to just say it or type it, whatever, <laughs> you know, go ahead. And if you feel that can give you some relief, I mean, if we want to be the first people you tell or just even to just get it off your chest. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say is of coming out, it's one of the hardest things yeah. to do. But I think once you tell one person, it's kind of gets like a weird pressure off your chest. I think I think the first time I told somebody it was my cousin Aureli mm-hmm. and the type of relief that I felt from that um was amazing I think I forget what how that relief feels because like I think I'm just so casual about it obviously I've worked up to that point where I'm just like okay well it's not a big deal I just mentioned it so casually yeah I, I will say it, it it's kind of never goes away because even if you when you kind of go to a new work er, yeah it depends on the circumstance right it's always still having to come out we shouldn't have to but unfortunately we still have to you know come out but anyways it was fun sitting here talking to you guys and 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 uh you know just had fun here with franco and think i would just want to thank you guys so much for listening i know things are a little inconsistent right now just going yeah. through a move just that's just a side note um yeah there's there's a lot going on in both our personal lives and you know we we just want to keep <laughs> the podcast going and and yeah and 
keep giving you guys some content so you know we've tried to find space and edit and upload stuff so you know once again we apologize if there's been any lags if there's been inconsistent days of uploading we're trying to keep it to like either a thursday or friday from but for the now way that the chaos is the way up. that the chaos <laughs> is set up it's a little hard but we still want to continue doing this for you guys because we do love being able to share our stories and share our opinions and give somebody maybe some advice or maybe some words of comfort who might be going through a really tough time and yeah. it just means some, something yeah. to us and this was definitely an important episode for us yeah. to be able to get across we've been talking about it for a long time we're yeah. like bitch this is for our representation episode <laughs> yeah we've definitely so, been like yeah lists working up to it working up to it so yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed it and we'll definitely revisit this um episode and this yeah. topic another time and have a little bit more to say and maybe have someone else come on and kind of you know yeah add a little something to this so <laughs> but yeah thank Thanks, you guys, guys so much for listening and we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys on the next one see you guys bye <laughs>